0: Hello, and welcome back to another emergency episode of the Texas Private School Podcast. As always, I am 130, your host and crew, Wes Tolleson. Walker Lott and Ryan Schroeder joined me from College Station and Stillwater, Oklahoma, respectively. And on Friday, there was actually a bombshell dropped on all TAPS fans when TAPS announced its realignment for the 2022 through 2024 season. And especially in football, this is just going to send shockwaves throughout the entire state. I mean, there's a few things we will highlight, but first of all, really quickly, Walker, you first, give me your quick thoughts on on what TAPS has done with the realignment, because a lot is different, like more so than we've seen in a long time.
1: Yeah, it's it's game-changing, uh, and not just for, you know, one division pretty much all divisions have been changed by this realignment which i had i don't think i've seen this happen like where it changes this dramatically in a very long time
0: no without a doubt ryan i mean same question to you this is just an absolute overhaul of the divisions and districts your thoughts really quickly just on the overview of the whole thing that taps has done
2: Yeah, I mean, you kind of see an alignment every like one or I'm not going to say one year, but every two to three years, you'll see a different alignment come along, which is normal. But you'll never see something like this. This is this is out of the ordinary. This is something that's non, you know, that you don't see a lot. Like there's a lot of shifts this year that are going to have a dramatic effect that have not been as dramatic in the past.
0: No, this is arguably, at least from my time Following taps, the biggest shakeup I have ever seen. I mean, usually, like you said, Ryan, you see a couple teams bounce up and down. I mean, this completely shifts the balance of power in taps, and it's crazy. So we'll start with what I think are the three main points. The first is Trinity Christian Addison moves back into Division One, and they're getting placed in Division One District One. And we'll talk about D One District One real quick as an overall district. You're going to see Bishop Lynch, uh, JP Two, Nolan Catholic. Parish Episcopal, Preston Wood, and Trinity Christian Addison. That is going to be an absolute war for every game, maybe with the exception of JP2, unless they get more athletes in. But those are the probably some of the five best teams in the state, and they're all in the same district. So just really quickly, both of y'all, give me your quick thoughts on what D1 district one is going to turn into. Walker, you start.
1: I mean, you we always have said that you know Nolan and parish are kind of the two top dogs, and you know you know, something like a, you know, Preston was kind of right behind them and you're going to have another right behind them with TCA Addison coming in because they're a good team. They've showed it throughout the year and they have the dudes and a lot of their dudes are kind of young guys and, you know, they're going to be even better for the years out. So yes, Nolan and Parrish are the two, that two, uh, still the two top dogs, but they got more teams coming up.
0: No, for sure. Ryan, your thoughts on division one district one and kind of the district boom
2: with that being said it's kind of like it it has three tiers it has the three tiers you have parish and nolan and you have tca and preston wood and then you have jp2 and bishop lynch it literally is three tiers you have the top dogs you have two guys that are like kind of in the middle and then you have two guys on the bottom who aren't that great you know but it's still a very very good district those four teams that are like at the middle and top are insanely good teams
0: That's a good point. I like you bringing that up because almost anywhere you look, you can divide whatever subsection you want of taps into tiers. I mean, we've talked about that in D1, and now you can do it even in a sample as small as a district. I really like you bringing that up. That's a great point. Second point, and probably the biggest in my opinion, is the absolute chaos that Division 2 is going to be, specifically D2 District 1 you see three division one teams drop down to district two. And I'm sure there are a lot of opinions on this from all sides, please hash it out in the comments section. I really want to hear all points of view on what district or division two has turned into, but specifically D2 district one, you see all saints Episcopal out of Fort Worth drop down. You see Liberty Christian Argyle drop down and you see Midland Christian drop back down to D2 after a short stint in D1. And also you have Southwest Christian stays there and Fort Worth Christian stay there. That I said last or I said um, that that division one district is going to be an all out war. This is going to be a war. All of these games are going to be crazy. I mean, Walker, you have a dog in the, or you have an ex dog in the fight in terms of this district. So I'll start with you. What are your thoughts
1: on how
0: this division two D one is shaping into
1: looking into this? This is the district of death. This is the district of doom that we've been talking about every, every type of group. When you put a group together, Uh, You see it in soccer overseas all the time where they have that district of death. And and this is this in district two or division two. It's, it's disgusting. It's insane. Look, it's, it's, it's absolutely heinous. That's a great word to describe it. Um, Look, I, I get it if they have to move down and that's the, you know, the bottom line, I would get it, but the numbers are very intriguing. They really, really are. Um, I would be very intrigued to see what the numbers are actually being absolutely real. Um Midland, I get, because Midland's always been on the border of D1 and D2. It's always been like that since we were in high school. We had to play them in high school and then they moved up. They've moved down because you know, with how Midland is out there, a lot of it, you know, fluctuates with the gas and how gas is doing out there. Get it. Hmm. Argonyle Liberty and all Saints. I don't know about that. That's <laughs> that being absolutely real. I don't know if that is because a lot of times in the past two years, the only thing that would have hit, hindered these schools is COVID, and most of the Fort Worth schools all pretty much stayed open during COVID, so they never really lost a lot of enrollment, and that's just intriguing to me. Um, it's very in- it's just very in- very interesting, and I also hate being absolutely real. I hate that they took out grapevine faith and legacy in our district we've been our four schools of ses forward christian faith and legacy have all kind of played each other for the past seven eight years and they kind of built that rivalries up now like it's you have the basketball rivalries you have the football rivalries and now you're not going to get that because now it has to be out of district rivalries i i don't know if i like that and we'll talk about it in a second but like you move legacy and grapevine over with teams that were getting slaughtered by Dallas Christian. That's, that's not really the most fair for that district as well. Cause grapevine with will probably run that district now like DC did like they're going to see some up and coming people in the future. But I, I really think, I, I mean, how good faith is and they're being one of the top teams in the state, you lose Brook Hill, you lose DC and you lose McKinney. I mean, Legacy, legacy's on the down years. Grace, like you always say, is a little bit down. Corum Dale have young guys, but and Bishop Dunn isn't, hasn't made any noise. Like that's just another thing where it's an easy first round buy for Grayvon Faith.
0: Faith will run the district. However, I will say this: no one will ever run that district like DC did. I right. spent four years of watching DC just absolutely throttle everyone. No one can ever run that like DC or or Trinity for that matter. But that's an anomaly. Ryan, you really want to say something?
2: I just, I think, I think you're wrong. I think Grapevine will do it. I think Grapevine will do the like exact- DC. I know, I'm, I'm right there. I. Honestly, okay, and I'm gonna go on a little bit of basketball tangent here, but their basketball, like school-wise, they're they look so good basketball.
0: Oh, like, see, I'm talking strictly football, strictly okay, football. But, like
2: football too, though. Like they still look good in football as well. No, like I honestly I agree. feel like football and basketball-wise, and, and I mean especially basketball because I know a little bit more. Like. They have such good shooters. They've had good shooters. People keep coming to that school because they want to play for that three-point team, especially under that coach. Uh, For football-wise, like, they built up this resume. Deuce Hogan is being a bigger name in Iowa because I'm pretty sure, like, you know, people are trying to figure out that whole situation. Like, people are figuring out how good Faith is, honestly. I really just see more people coming to Faith and then face just overloading. Also the fact that if you went to that school and you see that district and you see how they're pummeling people, why wouldn't you want to go to a school that's dominating their district and getting a first round buy every year? You know? Like I gotta I
0: gotta see what Faith's enrollment is at and see if they're at any risk. They're at three thirty-eight. I think the cutoff is like four forty for six eight. So they're um well, okay. if, if, they, also, if they get
1: too big, they will rise up. And you also have to remember the, the numbers we have for the classification are, you know, 6A, 5A, 4A, 3A, right? That's not the same as football. Not right. the same at all. Because Tash can't make anything clear cut. Right. So a school like with a class of 400 in 5A are playing as schools with 250 kids and all in 5A. That's a big difference in like how many like just athletes will be at a school as well, because you also have to think about fine arts and all of that already going to be included. You're you're limiting the amount of athletes that even a school will have. That's that's just the biggest thing. And being real, Midland, uh, Argonne Liberty and Fort Worth All Saints, they didn't have to deal with Cedar Hill, Trinity Christian Division two. They never played them. We Taps Division Two had to deal with them for three straight years, and now right after that, where things are finally starting to get balanced, where Dallas Christian looked like a big team, right? But you have regions from the South now, but now you have three powerhouses who all are doing decent in Division One. Not like they're bad, right? Both all three Liberty, yeah, but the other two were in like fourth and fifth place in Division Two in Division One, and now they're moving down. Like, come on.
2: I, I want to say this because I don't know if we're going to touch on this or at all. But here's something to understand for everyone that it, that hasn't looked at the sheet themselves. In Division One, everybody goes to playoffs. Every single team goes to playoffs. There's not one team that doesn't go to playoffs. Six advance the playoffs in Div- District One. Six advance the playoffs in District Two. Okay, I'm gonna read you now for district for uh, division two. For division two, district one and district two only send. Well, they send. So district one will only send three teams, and district two has to send three teams. Like, like you're telling me. Let's say, let's say, uh, you know, Southwest, Fort Worth, Midland all have really good years, but Argyle also had kind of a good year, and All Saints, Fort Worth All Saints also had a good year. It doesn't matter three of those or two of those five teams won't make it because they're just stuck in there. However, three of the teams in district two have to go. So grapevine faith. say they stomp that district. There's still another two stragglers that get to go drag along with them to the playoffs, which is hilarious. Yeah. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it a buck
0: 50. I, I have never been that mad at the playoff argument that like one district stronger than the other and, and the playoffs are uneven because of that. The best team's gonna win state. I mean, it, it'll suck that two of those teams in Division Two District One aren't gonna make it and should have made it over the two teams in D Two District Two. The best team's gonna win state. I mean, I, I really could care less if you're a if you're a four or five seed and you didn't make the playoffs. Just win your district.
1: I, but at the same time, right? No, I, I I know you have Southwest Christian, who's gonna be a district champion this year. Grapevine Faith, who, if they, if it weren't for Southwest Christian, would probably make it far this year. And like being real, I think SES could make the semis at least this year. So you're having a semifinal appearance for D2 for back-to-back years. And now with these three bigger schools coming in, that's going to be a lot tougher for them to even get into playoffs this year now. That's fair.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll get off this now just because we've talked about it a ton, but you know, it's, It's uh, you see you see how big of a shock and a change this is just in the emotion and talking about it. This is this is the biggest change we have seen in TAP since I have been following it. But I mean, I don't there's nothing else really that's big that we need to hit out of D2. So we'll go down to D3, where I think we have we might not have even covered the biggest news yet. Dallas Christian moves down to Division three. Dallas Christian has throttled everyone outside of Regents and barring Trinity Christian for the last like five years in D two, they're going to D three. The talent gap is going to be that much wider. So we'll talk about division three district two. It's going to be Tyler, all saints. God bless them. Dallas Christian out of Mesquite McKinney, Christian Dallas Shelton. God bless them as well. Brook Hill and covenant school of Dallas. I mean, D.C. is going to do unholy things that entire district. It's going to be ridiculous. Brookhill dropping down surprises me, too, with someone from Tyler. I didn't realize they were losing kids or maybe the the boarding school enrollment's fluctuating. If you take the boarding school out of the equation for Brookhill, they've always been a D3 school, but that's – That's getting into a can of worms I don't want to open. I mean, Walker, you first. I mean, this DC moving down to Division Three is just an absolute, just uppercut out of nowhere from taps. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, that's plain and simple. DC is about to win two state championships in the Division Three for the next two years. The fact that a school like them has beaten pretty handily Division One schools, and now they're going to be a Division Three school. Come on, like. I get it if they're a smaller school and that's how it has to be, but I mean, I I don't know how that is lets that happen. You could put you could put every other sport in Division three, even though it's not. It's whatever. It's the five a six a five a four a whatever. Right. You could put every other school every other sport like that, but you cannot put football in D three. I'm I just don't see how that's plausible. You're you're causing you're causing another. Cedar Hill type of scenario and a smaller classification, being absolutely real. And we saw all the struggles for the past couple of years to happen. Look, if it is because of just straight up enrollment, and TAPS was like, all right, there you go. Doesn't really matter anymore. Fine. But that's you're you're causing a lot of discomfort for a lot of schools that have had build up success in there where a school like them, if they keep all their athletes, a lot of them, yes, are seniors, but they still have a lot of young guys coming up. And that's going to be it's just going to be very interesting to see that because know
0: something funny dc yeah. is closer to the floor of foray than they are was, to getting out of four A. I was and just
2: he- about to literally that was the words coming out of my mouth they're at a 196 enrollment 196 they are under 200 kids in that high school
0: <laughs> everyone everyone knows or at least that it followed DC DC has always been teetering on the edge of d2 and d3 some people have even accused DC of fudging their numbers to stay in Division two. so honestly I don't think DC even wanted this either just from an exposure standpoint it's just it's crazy I mean I don't know how else you would you would position teams outside of just by school enrollment. But clearly, there's there's a lot like a lot if, of issues here with talent disparity.
1: If you like, like you said, if they didn't want to go down, then I feel like they should have went and appealed to Taps and been like, no, that's not like we want to actually be like a in better competition because
0: there's, no there's no way Taps would have would have made an amendment.
1: For they that. should. I think there's
0: two there's two basically phenomena that that balance DC right now. The thing pulling it up is, is football, not, not recruiting, but people that want to come to DC for football. I got to dance really carefully here. Cause that's a whole nother issue, but like people coming into the school for football and then people leaving the school, you know, based on external factors. And right now it looks like that seesaw is going a little bit in the direction downwards because more people are leaving than people coming in. So I, I, I- don't know. I get,
1: I get it that like, because of COVID, you might not have a lot of parents wanting to pay for private school. Like someone with everything going on, everyone, like I get if numbers were lower, I absolutely get that because there's probably a lot of people that don't want to pay X amount of money for private school that left and the enrollment is now down. That's what I, I I get that totally understand. But for some of these, like everyone, each of us knows our area. It's just very interesting to see how low some people went and i would just love to see like more about it
0: no it is something that you touched on this and i wanted to bring it up when you mentioned it this realignment completely destroys rivalries it it literally throws them into a paper shredder and that makes me really sad i mean i remember the days i sound like an old man saying this that you mentioned you mentioned when when faith legacy fort worth christian and scs all were in the same division i remember when the four tyler schools were and think of that in a city as small as tyler you had all saints gorman Brookhill, hill and grace all in the same division and it was electric we hated each other it was beautiful now every single team has fallen out of that district that makes me sad i mean that's just something that that is a level of passion and animosity you cannot replicate outside of putting teams like that in the same district so you know i mean that's kind of what i'll close with i absolutely hate even more so than the talent disparity seeing all these rivalries just thrown to the wayside i'm not saying that's taps's fault it's just it's a result of fluctuating numbers but those are kind of my closing comments walker i'll start with you and then go to ryan what are y'all's closing thoughts on this whole thing
1: Let's just say this. It's going to be a very interesting next year. And for everyone who's going into playoffs for the next year and that has an opportunity right now, have fun, do your best. Because sometimes maybe things will change next year that you don't think it's going to, like, it might not be easier for some schools next year. So have fun, do your best and play hard. Cause it's going to be a very interesting
2: year next year. Ryan closing thoughts. Honestly, you know, with with numbers that change and, and and most of this being Go Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, go, <laughs> go cowboys. That's what that is. Uh it with with all of this being just general and the fact of like changing numbers within student count, but then also the same fact of it mostly relying on geography. It's just you know, I get it. Midland all Saints, Argyle, Argyle Liberty, and Forward Christian, and Southwest Christian, yes, they are all the most, like, Northwestern teams. Like, I, I guess I get that, right? But sometimes you can't just make stuff about geography. It just, that's that's not how stuff works.
0: No, I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but we will say that in case anything else comes up out of this. But this has been an emergency edition of the Texas Private School Podcast. You will see us again this coming Thursday as we break down action from the last week and look into our final week of district play. But as always, I have been one-third of your hosting crew, Wes Tollison, Walker Lott and Ryan Schroeder have excellently been themselves. We will see you on Thursday. See you later.